Welcome to the Townie Brands Podcast with your host, Dominic Leonardo, for the inaugural episode. We have on Rick Lawson. Rick, how you doing? Very well. Thanks for having me. Good. So, Rick, for the three people in the city of East Providence who don't know you, <laughs> do you mind describing kind of your involvement in some of the nonprofits in the city, particularly the Arts Council and the Veterans Committee? Sure. Um, the Arts Council came about, uh, about 2014, the city was doing their five-year comprehensive plan, mm-hmm. and they would hold town halls at the various uh, libraries and, you know, the different wards. And a common theme that kept coming up was there's nobody in the city that advocates for the arts. So Chrissy Rossi at the time uh, was the Ward 4 uh, rep. Mm -hmm. She asked me if I'd start an arts council. And um, I looked at her and I said, what the hell is an arts council? Um, But I ran with it and I started. And the first meeting, I just threw it out there on social media. And there was like 30 people that showed up. And then it just kept growing from there. And... um, you know, we progressed and we became a 5013 okay. nonprofit. Um, we're incorporated. Um, that allows us to go after grant money. And, um, you know, our mission is basically to advocate for the arts. Okay. And we uh, just celebrated our second full year. Okay. So we're still growing Congrats. and learning. And, um, but we're doing well. You know, we knew that we needed a, a tent pole event yeah. to rally around, so that's why we created the Loof. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we didn't, you know, you got the Wickford Arts at Chewit Art. So we said, let's be a little bit different. Let's, you know, have fun. And we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Yeah. I had no idea. And uh, Courtney Rook Raposa, she's been by my side and pushing this thing along the whole way. And we just... Uh, Drew it together. Some great people helped out. Bill Hurley. Third annual coming up this. Third August, annual, yeah. August Third 12th. annual, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So it, um, it, you know, it's it, the first year surprised us how yeah. many people showed up, and it just it grew again last year. And this year we got more artists. We added a writers row. Okay. So we got about thirty writers that are going to come join us. People can check them out, talk to them, purchase their work. We have over seventy artist booths. Um, we have about 14 community partners from Bottom mm-hmm. Rocks Lighthouse to the library. Okay. Um, we're going to have uh, multiple food trucks. Uh, we have entertainment from The Legacy, which is an R&B band, which wow. is really great. Um, Trinity, which is uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash okay. um, tribute. We got Mr. Witt doing children's um, act. Okay. We just uh, hooked up with uh, Circus Act. They're going to be doing like a workshop. Yeah. So for the kids, so we're going to be on the carousel side this year as okay. well. So big, fun family events, going to be a lot of food. Absolutely. Music, it's free for everybody. free. And plenty of art. You know, our main goal is we want the community to check out the art. Okay. Um, we have so many amazing artists yeah. in this city. So, and So what are some of the reasons artists are joining the East Providence Arts Council, and what are some of the benefits of being a member of the council? Um, well, the benefit is you got somebody putting together um, showcases for you. Okay. In the past, we've done the Hunts Mills Festival. We do the Holiday Art Fair, which we didn't do last year, but we're bringing it this back this year under the umbrella of our Winterfest. Okay. And that's um, at the Senior Center? That's a big event. We'll be at the Senior yeah. Center, I the believe, the lady. first week of December. Okay. Um, will be the actual Winterfest, and then we're in discussions about maybe throughout the week doing some little things, and then maybe the following weekend 
have the holiday art fair okay. where we'll have a bunch of artists there. So members are able to showcase their pieces of art at these events? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It must be a great networking opportunity to talk to other artists in the city. It is. And that's another thing we do. We hold artist talks okay. where we try to get an artist. The last one we had was Rachel Brask. And we had it at Weaver Library. And she basically got up and she talked about her process and you know what made her become an artist, um, her train and stuff like that. And it was wonderful because the community that was there wasn't just artists. There was, you know, lay people that aren't artists, but they had questions like, you know, why did you choose that brush stroke? Yeah. Or, you know, these colors. And, like and it's just, it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. So we're really working to expand on that, to have more of these artist talks and then create more fellowship with the artist. Yeah. Um, we got some awesome cafes, and, you know, Borealis, you yeah, know, I run exactly. into you there all the time sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the time sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but places like that. They showcase some art, too, right? They do. Yeah. They do. So we try to help the businesses that help the artists, like mm -hmm. Borealis, uh, Sage Cafe, before they closed, they mm -hmm. used to showcase art. And so we're always on the lookout for other places that do that. Yeah. Um, for music, you have Stevie D's in Riverside. Mm -hmm. They love having music, love and they brands. have... Um, we do this homegrown music seminar. Every year we have like an open jam type thing. Awesome. And Stevie D became the host last year. It was amazing. Yeah. You know, the place was packed. Yeah, it's exciting. Packed. People loved music and it was musicians getting together and the public listening to the music. and. Yeah, no, that's exciting. I'm definitely looking forward to the LOOF event. That'll be really, really great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then now at least once a, a month, I will see someone posting on a Facebook group asking about what the sculpture is over in Washington Market <laughs> Square. So I want you, Rick, to explain to all the listeners the long-term vision of that and, and how exciting that actually is going Absolutely. forward. So in 2016, the Rhode Island Foundation had a centennial grant program okay. where they were looking for community projects to fund, mm -hmm. basically. So... One of the goals of the Arts Council is public art. Um, I work in Providence at Brown, so I go by the Creative Mile every day, yeah. which is right out along the water where it's just a bunch of sculptures. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's eye-catching, it, you know, catches your eye, and the aesthetics is really cool. So Gene Boyle was a member of our board, and um, we were discussing, we said, you know, if we want to do public art, mm -hmm. she mentioned the space down at Washington Square. So in between Valley and Waterfront Drive was just that possible land that it was basically when they built Waterfront Drive, they, that's where they would dump the gravel and stuff. Uh, okay. So it was an eyesore. Mm -hmm. Now, to tie it all together, Washmoka Square area is an arts and entertainment district. Exactly. We also worked with the council last year to get designations. And so they passed an ordinance allowing the planning department to create arts districts throughout yeah. the city. Places we talked about was Washington Square. You got a comedy club. Exactly. You got bars, restaurants, music they venues. They just opened up the Black Duck next door the now. Black so Duck, bar. absolutely. And now we oh, got oh. the Live Nation yeah, coming Live in. Nation come. So that whole area is already yeah. set up. Al's Waterfront, mm -hmm. the Yacht Club, they have live music right on the water. Yeah. So we could start rivaling East Greenwich. Mm -hmm. You know, We just got to let people know this stuff's there. Exactly. So we applied for the Centennial Grant and we received it. So Beautiful. we partnered up with the Steel Yard, and we put out an RFP, and a bunch of artists sent it in. So what you see there now is a sculpture called Rigging. Okay. 
It's the extrapolation of the rigging of the USS Providence. Um, I have the plaque that explains everything. I will take a picture, post it online for Beautiful. you to yeah. share you. with everybody. But it explains exactly what it is. Now, I'm not an artist. I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. But to me, art, sometimes you don't want it to fully explain what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have got sculptures that looked like uh, Yogi Bear or yeah. something like that. Something you know, recognize so, oh, yeah, yeah, recognize. This, you know... You're either gonna love it or hate it, but it's gonna make you think. It's you're gonna take a moment. No, you're gonna be like, "What is that?" You know, some people think it's a fold-up tent, yeah. jungle gym, whatever. But the goal is for that entire park to have multiple sculptures and other landscape exactly. and amenities. So this year, I applied for Rhode Island Foundation had another community grant, and we just received another. Okay. So we are gonna be putting in seating walls. We're gonna have. Uh, walkways. There's going to be more pads for more sculptures. There'll be some decorative flora. Mm-hmm. Um, the steel yard, we also are recipients of um, two bike racks oh. for free, and they're the decorative ones. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the work of the steel yard, but I, I you should check it out. The steel, I think it's the steelyard.org okay. or com, one of those, or a Google search mm-hmm. of the steel yard Providence. And that's perfect because that's sort of where the East Bay bike path goes up onto the bridge. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we're going to be placing those bike racks there too. Now you're going to get a lot more traffic with the waterfront music venue, so people coming through. So the next step is we're going to be putting in the seat and walls, Mm -hmm. and underneath rigging, there'll be more pieces of work there. So as with anything, it's finances. Yep. So we're always soliciting. I'm always looking for grant opportunities. Um, being a resident and a taxpayer, I don't like to rely on the city. Yep. So that's why I think it's important that we support all these local nonprofit groups. Yep. Um, Kevin Robinson built a skate park. John exactly. Carvalho yeah. is revamping high school gym stuff. And that's all fundraising outside mm-hmm. with the help of the city the city's awesome yeah when it comes to infrastructure stuff you know mm-hmm. helping like putting in like i'm going to need handicapped curbing yep at the park make um, that work. stuff yeah. like that so being a partner is great but not to totally rely on them exactly um and that's why i think you're seeing a, an increase in the amount of, of volunteer activities and initiatives within the city there's a lot more nonprofits, a lot absolutely. more energy buzzing in the city really yeah. excited we've said the whole idea of an arts and entertainment district is just so cool. I mean, the comedy connection is flying in. <coughs> Sorry about that. No problem. They're flying in comedians from L.A. Yes. I mean, they're doing, people with Netflix specials are having yes. shows there. You're going to be having the Beach Boys down uh, over in the... Pat Benatar. Yep, Pat Benatar coming. So uh, it's a really exciting area that's generating some cool buzz. So... It's awesome that the Arts Council was a part of that and this, just adding to it. Absolutely. And this last Saturday, I took the riverboat tour. Yeah, on the okay. We got an amazing waterfront. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so how was that? Is that based out of Providence or East Providence? It's the Blackstone River Valley, okay. which I believe last year Jack Reed pushed through. Um, the Blackstone River Valley is now designated a national park. All right. East Providence is actually part of the Blackstone River Valley. Right. So they're always reaching out to try to include East Providence in as many things as possible. So this riverboat tour, I think it originates up in Pawtucket, but this year they said, well, let's do it out of East Providence. So the dock at Alice Waterfront Restaurant 
Yep. Um, for the last three or four weekends, maybe a little bit more. Doing the tours right down They the do coast. the tours. So like Saturday and Sunday, they do like two or three. And basically, you get on at Owls, and it takes you out past India Point, Bold Point. You go up past the Hurricane Barrier, up by the Hot Club. Yep. And then it turns it around, around, comes back down, and then you come back by the Yacht Club Owls, and then you go up the Seacock River, up uh, north as far as Omega Pond. All right. But it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And then I get excited, because I look at our waterfront, and I see so oh, much potential. Yeah. It's and if you think about Waterfront Drive, north of 195 up to Dexter Road, you got a mile of just riverfront mm-hmm. property that I envision like a, a garden city or like a New England village where like maybe there's a little walk and yeah. cafes and... Oh, oh yeah, that, that has so much yeah. potential. Uh, but we got an awesome... Line is, yeah. yeah, we got an awesome Waterfront Commission, um, Bill Fazzoli, yep. Paul Moore. Some great guys on there. Yeah, they're doing so You do the economic work. development. I'm on the economic development yeah. commission now, yep. which so is we, separate from the waterfront, but still. Right, yeah. but we, so, you know, there's a lot of great people exactly. pushing. There are. You know, and so. Yeah, it's exciting to see where the city's going to be in, yeah. in five to ten years. It really is. I mean, we're right next to the capital city. Mm-hmm. We're on the 195 corridor. Yep. You know, our spot is ideal. It is. It's perfect. So close to Newport and Bristol, so close Absolutely. to Providence, and we have our own assets. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely yeah. a good place to be. Yeah, well, we just need to get out of our own way sometimes, yeah. you know, and just get unified. And so the Watchamoka sculpture gun, to, to get back to Riggin, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there will be more to the park, and okay. it will be coming. Hopefully by the end of this year, you'll start seeing it really take shape. Um, I do have the signs and plaques to put up there, so okay. it, it reads. Um, there are plans to put in the walkways, uh, the seating walls this year. Okay. Um, the funding has come in, so Good. people will start seeing yeah. some progress. Awesome. Um, Thanks for explaining that one. Yeah, yeah, I will complete. And if you go to eastprovidencearts.org, mm-hmm. there's actually a tab for Watch Market Sculpture Garden. Okay. So you can actually see the landscape see design. We hired Kevin Alverson. Okay. So there's actually a professional landscape design. We're not just... Willy yeah, nilly yeah, throwing yeah. things out there. Okay. Um, there's a donation button if anybody's so inclined to want to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're looking to put like some boulder benches um, so people can come if you're coming exactly. off the bike path, you want to stop for a minute, you know. It's uh, really Good. cool. Yeah. And then now I want to transition into another organization you're a part of, uh, the Veterans Committee. Yes. So kind of if you mind describing how you got involved in that and kind of the good work they've been able to do just, just this year. They've yeah. had some really cool improvements. Um, my whole family's military. My father's a decorated Vietnam vet. I'm an Air Force veteran. Um, just being in the military is just ingrained in my blood. So last year, Tracy Capobianco, when she was on the council, um, put forward um, an ordinance to create a Veterans Advisory Committee. Okay. Um, I believe the gentleman's name is Richard Ferreira that she's friends with that mm-hmm. put the bug in her ear. Okay. Um, he's a townie, but I believe he lives out of state now. Mm-hmm. And the idea was, um, you know, just stop pushing. East Providence loves their veterans. They absolutely do. So um, before the creation of the Veterans Advisory Committee, they decided to rename Squanum Woods Veterans Memorial Park. So the Battle Monuments Foundation, John Rebello, Glenn Mm -hmm. Machel. Which everyone can see driving up the park right now. Exactly. Well, that monument was actually on Massasoit Oh, okay. See that, And it was just kind of sitting there. No way, sorry, anything. So, the Battle Monument folks working with the city, 
moved that monument. The city laid the concrete slab. Mm-hmm. Uh, John and Glenn, other folks, they you know got it hoisted up, put it there. And Battle Monuments folks, they financed the five flagpoles. Okay. And they're not cheap. Yeah. So they, they did a lot of good work. So it's the Garden of Flags. Beautiful. And then we have the Vietnam Memorial there too. And it has uh, smaller stones with the names of um, these permanent residents that were killed in action in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So the Veterans Advisory Committee was formed. Um, I actually asked Tim Conlon if I could be part of it. He was mm-hmm. my rep at the time. And so I'm very thankful to Tim. He mm-hmm. put me on it. And it's just an honor to yeah. you know advocate. So our main goal is we honor, advocate, and inform veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to let them know that the city offers uh, tax breaks on your property. Interesting. I if you're that. a veteran of certain times, like I'm a Gulf War vet, okay. I didn't serve in the combat part, but um, because of the time frame I'm in, I receive an mm-hmm. exemption. Um, you got the war on terror, you got yeah. all these other conflicts. You can get, um, they take money off of the assessed value of your home. Okay. If you're, um, if you're a POW, if you, you know, so there's a bunch of different mm-hmm. exemptions. We want to make sure veterans know that stuff. Um, we want them to know the VA in Providence medically. You know, there's a way to navigate through to get the care that you need. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there that they just don't realize is out there. So we try to advocate and honor and inform. Um, the honor part, honor flight program started working with Helder Cunha. Okay. And originally they had talked about putting that honor flight path at Jones Pond. Mm-hmm. And they were going to name it honor flight park. I think they might have. But the new um, council, Anna they decided to rename it Towny Pride Park. Park. Yeah, I drove by it on the way here, yeah. And so we were asked, and we said, well, if you have an on-a-flight walking path, it makes more sense to have it at Betches Memorial Park. Mm-hmm. So talk to the folks. Traders for Our Cause is the corporation that donated the bricks. And then um, we started the process where if you buy a brick, the proceeds go to the honor flight program, which they fly veterans down to Washington D.C., give them a VIP tour. Yeah, that's it's amazing. Great organization. amazing. The folks involved were amazing, and so the decision was made to move the path over there. So Jim Miller, our chairman of the uh, Veterans Advisory Committee, also works for the Highway Department. Mm-hmm. He kind of really spearheaded. And it really was a labor of love. I mean, I can't talk highly enough about Jim. Yeah. And the, oh, he brought some energy on the day when people oh, were laying down the absolutely. papers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had the first day with all the volunteers where yeah. we laid out the bricks and we started the whole project. Then the highway department finished it up. I know a couple of people were upset with that, but the mm-hmm. fact is, it's a city park. Yeah. So our yeah, city workers maintain that city park. park. Yeah. So they put a little help. We got that path in. The inscribed bricks came in. We put them in. Yeah. I know I got four or five family members in there. Beautiful. Um, and then we had the awesome reception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was overwhelmed how many people showed. And then we were able to honor five World War II veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took. I was able to grab a nice picture of them. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. That's yeah, it was great. But we're going to continue to push. Um, you know, But we do little things. Like, for instance, they just redid the East Shore Expressway Bridge. They took down the sign. Okay. That was honoring, um, I believe it's Lieutenant Soderlin, mm-hmm. and they didn't put it back up. All right. So I, I've been reaching out to DOT with and the and community. Greg you guys were able to notice stuff and like make that. A difference you know? there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. 
We're currently on the um, tax bill for the donation. Every year the city does something. And that money, we're going to add see. some amenities to the park. Um, we'd like to add more monuments, memorials. Me personally, I would love to see our school kids take a field trip there. Yeah. See the monuments. We can bring some History veterans class. from like the Bristol Veterans Home. Mm-hmm. Even locally, there's about 40 veterans in our local um, okay. assistant living homes and stuff. Bring them out. Let them talk with the kids. Yeah. So these That'd kids, be a great experience. They wouldn't forget that. World War II, I believe 22% of our country fought with the military. Today, less than 1% serve in the military. It's common today for somebody to not even know a veteran or a member of the military. Wow, okay. Um, Now, it's a good thing. (laughs) Not too many people. (laughs) But um, people are losing the sense of, you know, U.S. military does keep us safe. And, you know, politics aside, whether or not you agree with Mm -hmm. the various conflicts, the fact that somebody, we're an all-volunteer. Yeah. You know, I, this, this was kind of a cool story to me. I work at Brown and one of my students, Min Sink, South Korean, mm-hmm. he did his first year at Brown and then he got conscripted. He had to go back to South Korea. Wow. To serve his two years of military duty. There's no option. Yeah, it's unheard of. An South Korean, you have to serve two years. Especially, yeah. And I talked with them and stuff, and it, it was kind of wild because South Korea is so entwined with the American military there. He goes, yeah, the Korean basic training is like four weeks, but then I have like six weeks of American basic oh, training. Oh, boy, yeah. And um, so the people, I think, forget that our military is all volunteer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we had the draft in uh, Vietnam. Yeah. But... We got people going overseas now that are volunteering, and some of them are getting wounded pretty bad, mm-hmm. coming back with some mental um, conditions, mm-hmm. losing limbs, and it's good to know that people in East Providence are recognizing that and trying to make a difference. And they absolutely said. do. They do. People you know, are excited. Um, we did the flag initiative. Okay. Um, we lined the goal um, was the Memorial Day parade. Yeah, the yeah. Side. And that started a couple years back. Tracy Capo Bianco again. Um, she loves her military. <laughs> um, we did, she did, and her and Jim Miller uh, spearheaded that. But then the next year, I think the flags that were purchased weren't the highest quality. So it was right. So we said, Let, let's fundraise. Let's, you know. And Tim Chapman, our city manager, I cannot speak highly enough about him. He is amazing. He, the support he does for, between the Arts Council, the veterans, just the city. I mean, he's oh, a town through and through. Yeah. And he's a great negotiator. He got Suez to kick in. That was amazing. Yeah, when they made that contribution. That's and big then time. The veterans, uh, the Gardner Flags sign we have, mm-hmm. he got Richard Bakari, the developer of Kettle Point, wow. to finance that. All right. So, so, yeah. so Tim's <laughs> awesome. I mean, we love Tim. He, uh, he can negotiate. Good. He's awesome. Good. But he's such a townie, too. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, so it's uh, exciting. It's exciting. It is. Now, so just so everyone uh, remembers, everybody who's listening, we appreciate it. Um, when's the date of the LOOF event so everybody knows on the time? The LOOF is August 12th, 11 to 6 p.m. at Crescent Park. It is free admission. Beautiful. Free. We're going to have um, plenty of art. So our goal is to have these artists be able to sell some of that work. Yeah. So. I've people already been telling it. people at work that I know tell them they got to get down to East Providence. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> they yeah, we Massachusetts, push it. so we I'm trying to, trying to, yeah. Yeah, and we, we got, uh, I believe we're going on the road show. Courtney and I will go Oh, on great. 
um, and then Cat Country. So we're really beefing Good, yeah. up the uh, outreach. Awesome. Um, to get beyond these problems. Exactly, yeah. And I think that'll be good. Once yeah. third year, you keep progressing each year, you're making improvements. Hopefully this state catches on to the buzz and I, explores Riverside. I want it to become a regional thing. Yeah. I want it to be something that folks know that, oh, yes. In August, you go to Crescent Park for the loop right. event. I mean, the location itself, you're right on the river. The carousel itself is a work of art. Yeah. If you've seen those horses, they will sell you by itself, it. yeah. You know, and just you got the band shell. It just it's a perfect layout for an arts festival. Sweet. Awesome. Well, Rick, thank you so much for uh, for coming on the Townie Brands podcast, the inaugural episode. Thank you awesome. so much. And thank you. I mean, Townie Brands is it's awesome. I love the work you guys are doing. Appreciate well, it. Is it down to you? Yeah, I like <laughs> the work that you're doing. Yeah, trying and, to keep uh, uh, exploring the local businesses and nonprofits. Well, it's good to see the younger generation like you getting active. Yeah, that's hopefully, what we need. Hopefully we can keep the movement going. Thanks again, Rick. Awesome. Thank it. you.